Hey, high school hockey fans, welcome back to another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey, the state tournament edition. Mike Hammett along with Burglar, and along with Trasher, who's already sporting a backwards ball cap on his head. And uh, we're going to hash over the uh, games for, that were today and also tomorrow. And uh, we'll start off with the first game of the day, Hudson and Fond du Lac Springs. Uh, game that uh, saw the defending state champs on the ice having to defend their title. And Michael, I'll start with you. That they uh, sure did. The 7 1 win over Final Life Springs. Yep. Um, we knew coming in as the number one seed that Fondy was going to be very tough, or uh, Hudson was going to be very tough. Fond du Lac Springs making their first appearance on the WIAA side of the state tournament. They had been in the, the WISA state tournament, I believe, back in the 70s or 80s. Uh, Hudson, a lot of firepower. Uh, Jordan Halverson on defense, one of um, the player of the year candidates from last year. They were really good. They took away all the, the time and space. Uh, the thing about Springs is they're small and quick, but they really didn't get a chance, I didn't think, to utilize a lot of that quickness, burglar. Um, they, they look good, but they just couldn't get close enough to get quality chances. Right. And we had talked in our preview um, on Monday, you know, that, that Hudson was going to be much bigger and stronger than the, the small and young uh, Final Act Springs ledgers. And I, I thought that would translate into Hudson banging them around in a you know, physical-style game. But it really was just more of Hudson overpowering uh, Springs in front of the in front of the the, the final act net, um, and Hudson not allowing uh, the Ledgers to get anywhere near their own goalie. Um, so they just really they, they didn't use their 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 size advantage to, to punish the the Ledgers. They just used their size advantage to overpower them and basically had their way. One of the things you guys are getting here is they use their experience. I mean, this is a very experienced Hudson squad coming back to defend their title, and this is a uh, very inexperienced Final Act Springs team. They've got yeah, they've got a senior in net, but they don't have that state tournament experience. And Hudson, you know, when the big lights come on, they know how to perform, and they showed that today. Yeah, and I, and I think um, for Springs. There's there's a lot of potential for the, the future down the road. Um, they have some nice young players, and, and we saw some glimpses of what what will be probably in the future. So you know, hats off to Springs for making it to the state tournament. There's only eight teams that do, and there's about 80 that would kill to be in that position. Um, so congrats on a great season for them. Uh, just fell a little bit short to basically a, a very tough Hudson team. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, give MJ the whole experience thing. I think that's uh, overrated. But, I mean, except well, in terms of just high school playing experience and that, you know, Springs had seven seven freshmen that get regular ice time. And I don't think any of them are, are any bigger than 5'7". Um, and one of them is, is a fairly large. 5'8". Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were just... Small and young, and I, I think they arrived um, a little earlier than, than what 
you know, Coach Ahern at, you don't expect a team that young, you know, to advance to this level. Um, but they got here a lot due to their, their goaltender, um, and he's going to be gone. So, I mean, they've got a lot of guys coming back. They just have a very big piece to replace next year in Colin Ahern and that. Mm, that's very true. But Hudson gets a 7-1 win over Bondi Springs in the first game of the day. Let's move on to the second game. Verona in the second game, a big winner today. And, Michael, um, you guys don't get to see Verona much, but you guys have seen the things that I've been able to see, and that's uh, speed and skill, and they got plenty of it. Right. Um, I've seen Notre Dame play in the sectional final. Um, they handled Nina um, the second half of the game. They were down 4-1, to one, and up winning 6-4. to four. And they, they showed me a lot, but... Uh, in this game, Verona, number 16 and number 17, Curluck and, and Baker, man, they are two talented kids. They had that first goal, I think it was the first goal, um, Curluck was coming down the right boards and zipped a pass along across to the back door and just one-timed it right in. And uh, I think both of these kids ended up having two goals each on the day. A lot of speed, a, a lot of talent. They bang a little bit, not overly a lot, and uh, Notre Dame just couldn't really get anything going. Well, I was going to congratulate you on your, you know, remembering that, you know, of the four goals, you know, two were by Baker and two were by Curling, but then I look, and you have the game sheet open, so, yeah, you're not remembering. You're just reading, but that's okay. <laughs> I remember that and, story. And this, this, this is one, well, this is one that we had predicted on Monday when looking at this, at that how the teams were seated, and comparing our top ten coaches poll with the computer rankings. And the unbiased computer rankings had um, Verona Wildcats rated ahead of both Waukesha and Notre Dame. And this is one that we thought was right for a, you know, quote-unquote upset, you know, with one of the, the four seated teams being beaten by a team that, that wasn't seated. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that Verona probably had a stronger squad than Notre Dame, and Notre Dame may have been rated a little bit too highly, and they basically proved it today. You know, Gerald Marshall talking to him after the game tonight, he seemed very confident in what he had with Verona going it up against Notre Dame today. And uh, he felt that they could get some things on Notre Dame, and having seen Notre Dame earlier in the season, and on conference play, he felt, uh, felt very positive about some stuff. So they go out there and they get that win, and they uh, are going to move on to a semifinal matchup with Hudson. We will talk about that a little bit later on as this podcast goes on. But right now, let's move on to game number three. And game number three, Michael. Eau Claire Memorial, they're here about every year, and about every year they usually win in the quarterfinal end tonight. That was uh, that was true once again with a win over West Salem. Yeah, and I don't think it was uh, really any big surprise that Eau Claire Memorial won the game. I know Coach Eric Borey of West Salem uh, talked a little bit, a bit about getting here, and uh, you know it's tough to play against a, basically a perennial powerhouse like that. But hey, it's a state tournament. Those are the teams you're going to see down here. You just go down, you play your game, you hope for the best, 
and in the end, the best team wins. Well, and that's what happened today. Um, although West Salem, they gave it a, a heck of an effort. I think they, they cut it to what? Like, it was 5-2 to two at, at one point, and they had a little momentum, and then Memorial scores another goal, and they end up winning the thing 6-2. to two. But, man, there's a lot of talent there, and I think uh, you start at the back end with Trevor Hudasek at goal. I mean, Hudi one of the top goalies in the state. He made some excellent saves today. Anytime they needed to have a big stop, it seemed like he made it. Um, and that's that's where you build your team from, and they're building it from, from the bottom up or from the back up to the front, and uh, he's a big part of that. And this, we, I don't get a chance to see West Salem well, at all during the regular season. The only time I saw them, uh, last year was at the state tournament. The only time I saw this year was at the state tournament. But uh, I have to say that that uh, Jack Gorniak kid, he's got some skills. <laughs> I've heard of him. Yeah, um, he worked. His, I mean, he worked his butt off every shift on the ice, and he had lots of shifts on the ice. Um, he eventually, you know, he finally did break the seal on the Old Clare Memorial net uh, in the third period um, with a very pretty goal. Uh, he worked hard. They got some talent on that road, but they had some talent on the team. And what did uh, we call it, 13 seniors on that squad? So going to be tough to make it back here next year. I think this was their their shot, and they came up just a little bit short. Yeah, that's a lot of seniors, and that's a lot of high school hockey experience. And, you know, they, uh, and they state tournament experience. Yeah, they've been here before. Here last year too. Yeah, but I agree with you. I agree with you about Jack Gorniak. Holy moly, that kid has got some unbelievable skills. And uh, you know, whatever he decides to do, if he's going to go the junior route or go and play, I got a safe bet that he's going to play Division One college hockey. He will. Uh, he will shine. No doubt about that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just wanted to say, because I know that you guys are going to be listening to this, but Eric and Sean, uh, this guy is proud of you guys. Um, you've done a lot for West Salem hockey. You've done Wisconsin Rapids proud. We know you're from a, a great tradition. And uh, just wanted to say, you guys came down here and you uh, you performed well. You, you were, uh, you know, you didn't get down and dirty and cheap. You played respectful hockey the whole time. You just worked your butts off. And there's no, you know, no disgrace in coming up a little short to this team because there's a lot of teams that do. Claire Memorial is a great team, but you guys represented Section 4 very well, Boris. Congrats to that. No doubt about it, Michael. They, uh, it's got a, got a good program going over there. 12 seniors, though, going to be hard to place. Let's move on to game number four. And uh, that may have been the most exciting one of the day. Uh, Waukesha taking on D.C. Everest. And D.C. Everest in that game bringing Michael Yonke in net. And uh, at the other end, Garrett Larson. So we knew there wasn't going to be a whole lot of goals scored in this team. We knew it was going to be a tight game. I don't know if we knew it was going to be double overtime. But, uh, Michael, I'll start with you. Uh, this was a pretty good double overtime game. And, uh, boy, uh, Waukesha may have won this game, but 
these cameras came so close a couple of seconds before that, so close that they had to review it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, MJ. Uh, with Larson and Yankee and that in this game, basically two of the hottest goaltenders at this point in time. Larson has been the one of the top goalies all year. Yankee has just been lights out crazy here the last few games, uh, especially the last two games. And they've been both double overtime victories, so why not another double overtime today? And, uh, you know, uh, I think the, the netminders did not disappoint. They both played very well. It's, I think they had, what, maybe a power play goal in there someplace. And, um, you know, uh, they, both of them, Larson and Yankee, played right up to our expectations. And, uh, you know, it, we figured it was going to be a one-goal game, and it was. We just didn't know it was going to go that long. Yeah, this game surprised me at the start. Um, the first period, I mean, D.C. Everest really controlled the first period. Uh, they outshot... Um, they outshot Waukesha 9-3 in that first period, and most of that first period was played in the Waukesha end. And they came out playing physical and really banging. Um, I'm not sure uh, what exactly uh, coaches Waukesha said between periods, but they got things changed around, and Waukesha came back in that second period and tied the game. And really, it was an even game um, from that point forward. Everest controlled the first period, but it was back and forth after that. Um, Everest got their, you know, their their second goal on a actual five-on-three power play, and then MJ, you told us about uh, Waukesha's power play, and when they had the chance, I mean, they they had three chances and they scored on one of them. Um, very pretty goal. They do a nice job of moving the puck and setting up that guy in the slot with some quick passes, and and that paid off for them in that in that. Uh, that set that tying goal and then almost paid off for them later in the period but he just shot it over the net. Um, some good chances and really exciting hockey game. You know that red hair that Griffin Nickerson has he's kind of a little bit taller kid almost reminds me of a very young Mason Appleton all over the ice and you know he's got that big boomer of a shot and uh, you know, he, he cranked that shot off there from the slot and Yankee had no chance on that one so uh, nice goal there, but in the end, it was Kevin Broda, the defenseman. Broda, I don't know if I've mentioned you guys, he likes to jump up in the play a lot, and he must have that uh, must have that from Aylesworth. Coach probably says, you know, if you see it, take it. And the guys knew how to probably get back and cover it for him, but you know, they didn't need to in the second overtime. He took it. He, he uh, beat the one defender there in the corner and took it and stretched Yankee out and just flipped it by him. Uh, Waukesha goes home, uh, get ready for the semifinals tomorrow. Yeah, and earlier, and I don't remember if it was the first or second overtime, but Larson had that save on that wraparound that he had no business making in the second overtime, okay? I mean, I, right I looked on the replay, and the, the shooter was almost to the post, and it was like he had not even made it halfway across. But he, he kicked his pad and kicked it just right. I mean, nine times out of ten, I think that puck goes in the net. You know, because the goalie doesn't quite get there and it ticks off the bottom and it, it clinks into the net. Well, he, it was on the goal line 
And uh, some said, I, I know some of the, the Everest folks up in the stands by me swore that it was in the net and he kicked it out. But it looked to me like it was right on the line. It was a great save. That was a, a game-winning save. It was uh, outstanding. He's a big part of that. And uh, the Wings go home with a 3-2 double overtime victory. Okay, so in between the, the, the wrap-ups of the first games, and now we're get, next we're going to do our previews for the, the two semifinal games tomorrow. But since it is a state tournament, you know, I have to rant about something. It's, it's, it's tradition. And today I'm going to rant about the clowns in the scorer's booth. Well, we always rant about their, you know, what constitutes a save with them and how the numbers change um, from what they announced, what they put on the sheet. But that, that's not even it today. It's, it's the, 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 the guy doing the announcing. You're an announcer, be professional. The penalty is tripping. It's not 19 Waukesha with a trip. The penalty is elbowing. It's not with an elbow. You know, the referee, you know, referees can say, yeah, 14 with an elbow, you know. The penalty is tripping. When you do the announcing, call it tripping, call it elbowing. It's unsportsmanlike conduct. It's not just unsportsmanlike. You know, you're an announcer. You're, a prof- you're being paid. That makes you a professional. Name the penalty. Not some little shorthand thing. You know, name the penalty. Do the job right. It just bugs me. You, you guys know, you never know what's going to bug me, but some little things <laughs> bug me. And that's one. You know, 14 with an elbow. No, 14 for elbowing. That's the call. Do it right. <laughs> All right. You know, as the rank announcer at Jadesville, I, I can I can understand exactly what you're saying. It's, it's we, we don't get paid for it. Oh, I get paid for it. Oh, I get paid for it. So I, I'm it's nice to know. It's nice to know that I live up to Burger's criteria. <laughs> so if I say 14 with a goal all alone, that doesn't wash. <laughs> no, I don't think 14 all alone with a goal would wash. <laughs> Unassisted. Unassisted. I, I don't get paid for it, so I can be. Uh, so any come down to four now, guys, and <laughs> wow, how do you follow that up? <laughs> Eight go down to four, Verona, Hudson, and uh, boy, state champion taking on the team with a lot of skill, and a goaltender is playing fairly well right now. Derek Keggy, one of the things that Verona did is they blocked a lot of shots. They got in the way of a lot of shots. Or uh, it's Notre Dame, and uh, that seemed to be the mo. And you know, only about six opportunities to score today for Notre Dame, but uh, it should be an interesting matchup because Hudson can come at you in so many ways. Right, and I know Burglar's going to touch on this a little bit later, uh, so I'm not really going to say too much about it. But I think what it comes down to is Verona's got to figure out a way. To get past the the wily big defenseman of uh, Hudson, um, they, I mean, that's a tough group to face. And look at who you have on the bench. Davis Drewiski is an NHL, a former NHL player, played defense with a ring. He's got a ring. 
he knows how to play the game. He and it seems like those kids are like big like him, you know, six to two hundred pounds. And Verona, their game is kind of predicated on speed, and they got to figure out a way to, to fly past those guys. Uh, so I I think that's going to be uh, part of the key to that game. And uh, for Hudson, they got to make sure that they keep the the forwards off off the net. They got to keep them from getting a lot of quality chances. Well, yeah, you you talked about the the coaching staff briefly for for Hudson. I was looking at it, and I think if you look at um, the state tournaments that Hudson has won, I think there's a forward and a defenseman, um, a for, former forward and defenseman from every state championship that they won who's now on the coaching staff. I think they have like 12 guys on the coaching staff. You know, it's, if you win a state tournament, you know, one forward, one defenseman, you're coaches now. And, you know, so that's... It works for it, Yeah, it's a, I mean, they won the tournament last last year, so uh, pick two guys. Um, Blackman. Blackman and a forward. Browns. Browns. Uh, in five or six years, they'll be on the coaching staff. <laughs> um, and we don't get rid of anybody, we just... Keep expanding the coaching staff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for for Verona, if they want to get to the net, um, Springs figured it out late. You know, they, they early on it, for most of the first two periods, anyway, they kept trying to, you know, come down, trying to you know, weave the puck through the the the, the puck to defense in it. That ain't gonna work. Uh, it didn't work for them, and it won't work for for Verona either. What they found out later on was you get down, you get, you know, halfway into the zone, shoot and crash to that because once you've shot and get rid of the puck, they really can't, you know, knock you down anymore. You know, you're that's interference, you know. So shoot and crash the net. I think, you know, if if Verona's gonna try to dangle and, you know, get past these defenses, it's not gonna work. Once you get into the zone, you get a halfway decent opportunity, shoot the puck, go for rebounds. Do that kind of stuff because, uh, yeah, you're not you're not going to carry the puck past these defensive. You know, Bill, it kind of sounds like what, the way I was uh, hashing over this tonight is how can Verona beat Hudson? And I talked to Joe Marshall a little bit about it after the night's game, and it seems like that's you know that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to get pucks behind the defenseman and have to go from there. I mean, it's. Uh, it's not going to be easy, but it's probably going to probably be about the only way. Because you're right, if they try to just uh, deke and weave and move and all that through the defensemen, you know, I think their their Hudson's defensemen are too good for for that kind of stuff. They don't bite on that as much, so um, we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about the second game before we go and make predictions. Second game on Friday night, Eau Claire Memorial. The Aves, here they are in the semis, as they usually are, and they're going to be taking on Waukesha. And guys, uh, this one's going to be a pretty good game. I don't expect a whole lot of goal scoring on this one, but uh, I think I, I do like the goalies for both teams. But, you know, it's just funny how Waukesha just finds a way to win. And they're going to need to do that again tomorrow night if they want to beat. Oakland uh, Memorial. Well, I get to go first this time. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the trash can take notes and just, you know, 
negate everything that I say. Yeah, right. Because um, <laughs> that's, that's how it works. If, I think the difference in this game, I, you know, yeah, both goalies are good. They've each got some skilled forwards. I think the, for me the difference in this game is going to be um, the defense. The, the actual defenseman, not the overall team defense, but the defenseman. Um, I, from what I saw tonight uh, in the, in the Waukesha game, D.C. Everest had a fairly easy time getting the puck to the net against Waukesha. Um, they got they got the puck to the net often. I mean, Garrett Larson kept it away from it, but they were able to get through that 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 Waukesha defense and get the puck to the net. Um, Paul Claire's got more skill than D.C. Everest does up front. And if those guys can get to the net as easily as D.C. Everett did, they're going to put some pucks behind Garrett Larson. Yeah, I don't... To me, Waukesha is not a big goal-scoring team. They depend a lot on Garrett. I mean, they got Big Red Griff, they got Broder, they got Wilderman, they got Larson. They have a lot of talented players that maybe don't get a lot of publicity. But they get the job done. They play on both ends. They score goals, they keep goals out of the net, and uh, they, they lean on uh, number 31 a lot. But he, he, you know, he's got broad shoulders, uh, he'll, he'll do the job. And like, like Burglar said, you know, if they get a lot of pucks on that memorial, I mean, um, you know, it's only the law of averages. And uh, I think uh, Memorial seems to score a bunch of goals, they have a lot of talent. They got Zacho. Free, uh, Hudson, Collins, um, they got a lot of good players. And Hootie and that, you know, that's almost like Calvin Larson. He's, they're both top two, top three goalies in the state. You know, their numbers point that out. And, but I think offensively, Beauclair Memorial is a little bit stronger. And unless Larson plays completely lights out, like allows Nothing, you know. I, I think that uh, um, I think that uh, that Oakland Memorial has got a little more horsepower in this game, and it's going to be going to be tough for Waukesha. They're a great team, a great defensive team, but they're playing against a, a pretty solid offensive team, and uh, you know sometimes that doesn't work out so well. Okay, well, it's time for prediction time. Prediction time for tomorrow. Game number one, Hudson. What, do, do, we, do we have our notes from today's predictions? Notes from today's predictions. Wow. Okay, check it out. Let's, let's, check, let's check the score. Where you, you just ran, you just blip black blather on. Well, Trasher's going to pull those up and see how each of us did. I think I ran the table today. I think that was good. I believe that went 4-0 for the day. You guys ought to listen to me I more. Think I, I, I think I predicted Everett. But <laughs> it, was, it was double overtime, I mean, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, you, that I would like to have got a really good look. I mean, they showed the overhead look on Larson making that save in overtime. The double overtime the first minute, I would really, really like to have seen a even closer look because that there couldn't have been much room there. 
mean, that was awfully close just from the overhead look, which is all they have. Burglar, I think I have that on my other laptop. Yeah, Michael. Well, okay. Well, I went 4-0. I'll just tell you. Yeah, you went 4 0. I went 3 and 1. Trash was 0 4. That's why that's sure that's, that's, that's why that's, that's why he can't find it now it because he's old. I was two and two. Crasher was two and two. Yeah, I think he did pick Hudson and Old Car Memorial. I did. Burglar was three and one and I was four and all. Listen to the guy from the south a little bit. Yeah. Alright. Let's start out. What you go first. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, I'm gonna Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> right. First game of the day, Verona, Hudson. Yeah. What do we know about A.J. Cohen? We don't know a whole lot. We're going to find out a whole lot about A.J. Cohen tomorrow. Because the speed and skill of Verona and creativity and offense is something. But you know something. Verona, this is, this is going to be their biggest test of the season. I mean, this is this is the best team they're going to play all season, and uh, I'm going to stick my hat out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Corona will win this in a one goal game. Huh. All right. Um, has been at the top of the polls all year long. They've been up there for a reason. Uh, they played ranked teams. Ooh, that oh. uh, they played a lot of ranked teams, both of them have. I think, I think, I'm going to go with Hudson. And, but it's going to be close. Well, not close. It'll be a two-goal game. I guess two goals is close. There's not usually any blowouts. There shouldn't be any blowouts at this point. So, 4-2 uh, Hudson. Yeah, I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to do full games here and just say it's going to be a Big Rivers Conference Championship game on Saturday. Once again, Northern Bias rears its ugly head with these two guys. <laughs> you know what? You know, you could be right either way. I mean, this is, this is going to be. You could be right either way. Either way, yeah. one or the other. <laughs> this is this is going to be a this is going to be a good game. Like I said, Verona, this has been their biggest test of the season. This is the best team they played all year, and they're going to get one shot at Hudson. And they were, I think Hudson brings a little bit more to the offensive table than than Notre Dame, and I could be wrong, but we'll see. Who's Notre Dame is the only team to beat Hudson this year? All right. Very good. Well, I should send us the commercial break so Trasher can eat some pizza, but I'm going to make Trasher talk about the first and second of the night, which will be Oak Claire Memorial taking on Waukesha. And I think he kind of gave his answer a little bit earlier. So, uh, Michael, why don't you just come out of the closet and give it all? I really would like to have some of that pizza, but he doesn't have any sausage on it, so there's no way that's going to happen. Um... Okay, so we picked the first game now. We got Oakland Memorial and Waukesha, and um, yeah, I think uh, I think they got too much firepower. But you know, a, a good goaltender can can bring you a long way. Can can you ride? You, you can ride the good goalie right to the state title. Um, could it happen tomorrow? It could happen. Is it gonna happen? Um, I don't think so. 
I think uh, Memorial, if, and this is going to be a one-goal game. This is going to be a close game. You got Hootie on one end. You got Garrett Larson on the other. Two awesomely great goalies. It's going to be a one-goal game. It's going to be three to two, Eau Claire Memorial. I was just, you got Hootie on one end. You got the Blowfish. On the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hand! <laughs> bumper music. Uh, Okay, well, while Burglar chokes down his piece of pizza before he gives his prediction. I gave my prediction. Prediction. You picked Big Rivers. Big Rivers. Big Rivers. Okay. And Memorial. Well, these two say Hudson Memorial. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Waukesha. I say we're going to have a repeat of the championship game from last year. And I think both teams are strong enough to do it. It should be an interesting matchup tomorrow, though. Um, Eau Claire Memorial and Waukesha. Waukesha can come into in so many different ways. Um, you guys have probably seen, you guys have seen Eau Claire Memorial more than I have. But Waukesha just seems to find a way to win. And whether it's on a power play, whether it's Larson making huge saves, and he made some huge saves tonight, um, they just find a way. So I'm going to predict a uh, Waukesha Hudson. No, Waukesha. No, I'm not picking a rematch. No, I'm the one who picked Verona. It's going to be Verona. The South is going to rise again. Yeah. Verona. <laughs> Verona's good. <laughs> you picked Verona, but I just got Hudson. No, I picked Verona. Oh, yeah. 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 oh, no, I picked no. Verona. Verona and Waukesha. The South is going to rise again. They're going to play for the state championship. You know, it's, it's tough. I mean, me... I feel bad again about picking against certain teams. I feel bad about picking against any team, but there's two teams playing in a game. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. So please don't take it personal if I pick against your team. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to Ms. Carla Miller. Talked to her at the game today, the, the Waukesha backup goalie's mom. Um, it was nice talking to you. Guys got a great team, and uh, but I, I think that Memorial is going to be just a smidge better tomorrow. Um, of course, who knows, right? And there can be surprises. We it's state tournament time; anything can happen. So we'll see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. People who listen to this broadcast, this podcast, and why? First off, why do you listen to it? Oh. Second, <laughs> that's why they listen, because they want to know what these three knuckleheads think and uh, who are they going to pick. So, you know what, that's why people tune in. They want to know what these three guys think. And, uh, you know, you're trash, you're exactly right. It's nothing personal, not at all. Um, but as you see, we took, you know, each of us have taken teams, you know, taken sides on some of this a little bit. So it's nothing personal. It's just... Uh, Makes for good discussion. So that's what we I think we did tonight. And uh, got well, it's nothing it. personal except when Eric Moore is involved. Nothing personal but <laughs> except when Eric Moore is involved. <laughs> can, can, we, can we talk about one more thing? Sure. Michael wants to talk about one more thing. He's got to see it. All of the seed oh, process. Oh, okay, okay, well, this. There you go. All right, here's the microphone right in front of me. Um, this was the first year that the WIAA seeded the state tournament. 
they had a conference call last Sunday morning with the coaches and they seated the top four teams. Hudson was number one. Oh, Larry Memorial was number two. Waukesha was number three. And Notre Dame was number four. And they threw the other names in the hat of the other, the other four teams and they ran the brackets that way. I think this makes for a much more competitive tournament. Maybe it doesn't always show up that way, you know, depending on, on how the sectional brackets are, are facing each other. But I think if you have a bigger chance of having number one and number two or number one and number three or number two and number three playing in the state championship game, that's a good thing. I don't want to see the state championship game played at 10 o'clock on Thursday morning. Right. Um, and actually, we, we talked about this when I, I did um, filled in an emergency uh, color commentator on the Final Act Springs radio broadcast. We talked about the seating then. And um, I guess I'm 85% satisfied with the way the seating went this year. Why 85%? Not, no, no. See, because. Originally it was eighty originally it was eighty percent. Because I think they got four out of the five things right. Um, and I, I always I hate to you know keep bringing up Minnesota, but Minnesota knows how to do high school hockey. Yeah. Look at you look at their state tournament and you'll know. But they seed five teams. Because generally speaking, you've got eight teams, and you, you get down to you know the four and the five seed. It's usually a coin toss. It's, I mean, you know, you know, some coaches think this, some think that, and like you know, we had the difference between you know with Verona and Notre Dame. You know, one does better in the coaches' poll, one does better in power rankings. Had they been four and five, had, had they seeded other than five, I think Verona would have got that, that seed. But they ended up playing against Notre Dame anyway, so that's an extra five percent. Eighty percent is by seeding four when you really should seed five. You know, so four out of five is eighty percent, and then I give them the five percent bump just because they accidentally got Verona in against number four anyway. So it was an accidental, you know, thing. But <laughs> I'm a numbers guy, so I can come up with. Rationalization for all of my numbers. For anything. <laughs> all right, that's yeah. What he said, I you figure it out. But uh, yeah, I think day one turned out to be pretty good. Um, day two is going to be very good. Notre Dame is uh, out of the tournament, and uh, want to say Notre Dame is moving on, but no, they uh, got beat by Verona, Verona and Hudson, and Eau Claire Memorial. And Waukesha will be tomorrow. Plus the girls' games. Got two girls' games tomorrow. Yeah, the other thing I was going to say about the seeding was following up on what Tractor said is that you have eight teams down here. Um, you know, one team from each section. They're not all going to be equal, and you're going to have mismatches. But it's best to have the mismatches in the quarterfinals. Get them out of the way. So your best four teams advance the semifinals. And I think that I'm 85% certain that's what happened today. 
Only 85%. We got girls games tomorrow that are going to go on, and uh, we will uh, be covering those as well tomorrow on the website. So uh, check in on those. It's, we got some pretty good uh, girls quarterfinal, uh, semifinal action. We'll find out who's going to uh, we we'll find out who's going to uh, move on to the state championship. Yep. And tomorrow, Friday, we have uh, DC Everest. Uh, commonly known as the Central Asia Stars, in the first game at 10 o'clock, and in the second game at 12.15, the Cap City Cougars, a.k.a. the Sun Prairie Co-op, against the Fond du Lac Co-op, a.k.a. Warbirds Fever Dam team. So there should be two pretty good games tomorrow, four evenly matched teams, I think, and uh, a lot of exciting action tomorrow, and we'll be back again tomorrow evening to give our crackpot theories and whatever other kind of BS that we're going to throw at you, but uh, you love it, we love it, and it's state tournament time, can't beat it. There you go. We'll catch up over here tomorrow night. Should be a lot of fun. Check out the games. You've been listening to the state tournament edition of This Week in Wisconsin Red Hockey. <laughs>